will starting a podcast destroy my family? That's one of the questions I had to ask myself when I started my podcast a little over five years ago. I remember it almost like it was yesterday. It was about five years ago, actually a little bit more than five years ago, and I was sitting in our living room on the couch wondering whether or not I should start a podcast. I really wanted to. It was something I was interested in doing, but at the time I was really worried about the amount of time I thought it might take. Uh, In particular, I'd seen some other online personalities recently go through some divorces and lose their families, and while I wasn't on the inside and I don't know what went into all of that, I was really concerned that maybe the demands of being a public personality could create some problems, and I didn't want the pursuit of my vision to cost my marriage or my family because that seemed unfair to them, and frankly, (laughs) I kind of like them and I wanted to keep them around. So obviously I did get started, and I remember about a year later, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, I was doing my show. I'd been publishing weekly and I was following the systems and processes I'd developed and things were going pretty well. Sometimes there were a little bit of a short timeline. Sometimes it took a little bit longer than I'd hoped, but in general, things were going well. But one week I interviewed a friend for the show and it ended up being, because I didn't have anything in the queue, it was a really, really short turnaround, like nine to 12 hours between when we finished recording and when it needed to be published. So after recording, I had to edit, and that ended up being a long night with super fast editing. And frankly, the results weren't that great, especially with the editing. In fact, one of my listeners actually contacted me to let me know that it could have been better. And I don't know about you as a podcaster, but we say that feedback is golden, but you don't always want the feedback that says that it could have been better. So yeah, that was that was a bit of a challenge. And it was then that I decided that something needed to change. I knew that I needed a couple of different things. First, I knew that I needed to be further ahead of my publishing schedule so that I didn't have these kinds of tight timelines. But I also knew that I needed to find a way to minimize the amount of time that it took me to edit and also improve the results. And that's when I decided to bring another editor into the mix. I looked at some of the options to invest in technology, and I also looked at the options to invest in a person, and I decided to invest in a person to let him bring his experience, his expertise, and his perspective to the show. So I worked a little bit on streaming, streamlining my processes. I made some better delineation between the different stages of production, and then I contacted him, and we got together and brought him on as an editor. His name is Jeff. He's a friend of mine who does music editing, music production, and was a former roommate, just a great friend. And this was a great decision because he was a better audio engineer, better editor at the time than I was, and this freed up the time for me to book guests focus on recording and focus on the quality and the content of the show. Now, that's not to say that it was all perfect. We did have to learn to work together. We had to learn how to communicate what I wanted in a way that was clear and gave him what he needed. And we also, because there had been some recent changes to audio production specific for spoken word production and streaming and downloadable media, and because he was working mostly in music production, there were some things that he wasn't familiar with. So we had to kind of work through some of that stuff together. And frankly, we both improved because of that. So that was that was great. I also did some work on my systems and processes because once we got working with that, we realized there were some things that didn't work. Frankly, it's easier to tweak something that's in use and isn't quite perfect than it is to guess at what won't work. So I look at bringing him on as something that really helped me with that. About a year later, I started investing heavily in my ability to produce as well, to be an ed- a better engineer and a better editor so that we could continue to grow each other. I wanted to give him a better recording and also have some more skills myself. But even with that, 
that, I still always, almost always have him working on my show so that I can continue stay, to stay focused on the content. And that's something that I recommend for people. I edit for other shows, but I do have an editor because I want to stay focused on that content. And I want you to hear that because some people will look at that kind of thing as sort of a badge of pride. And they say, well, I, I edit for others and I edit my, my own show because nobody else can do it as well as I can. Uh, that's, that's a little bit, that might be true, but honestly, I think people need to practice what they preach. And for an editor to say, you should bring me in to edit your show so that you can focus on the content, I feel like I need to be true to that as well. And some of the other things this has done besides just keeping me out of the weeds is it's allowed me to focus some of my attention on reaching other podcasters and helping them to share what I know and to refine that as well. Things that I'll be doing, for example, in June at the Christian Podcaster Summit. I know I shared a little bit about this yesterday, but in case you missed it, it'll be June 15th, 2019. It's going to feature actually seven speakers sharing what they know best to help you launch, improve, or grow your show. I know there are a couple of sessions that I'm really looking forward to, things like growing my email list, how to use Twitter better, building a media kit, booking great guests. All of these are great stuff. I'm going to be talking about audio production. If you'd like to know more about that, visit toptieraudio.com slash summit. There's some early bird pricing right now. It was supposed to be done as of a couple of days ago, but the, the organizer, Eric, has extended that, so you'll have a chance to get that discount for a couple more days. If you visit toptieraudio.com, you'll find out what you need to know about the tickets. And also, I would ask that you let me know about the show. I'd appreciate your comments, your suggestions, anything like that. As of today, the show is listed in nearly all of the major podcast directories. I think the only one left that doesn't have a time limit on it is Google Podcasts, just kind of waiting for that. If you go to 1000podcasters.com, that's 1000, the number, podcasters.com, you'll be able to subscribe right there using your favorite podcast app. Now go out there and make great audio.